Hey guys, this is the Muffy Bradshaw podcast, and this is the Muffy Bradshaw. Really? <laughs> I feel like every episode we do this. I, I know, I know. You know what, first of all, I love you all. I love you. You guys ride with us so hard, and that, okay, first of all, the last episode that we had, we <laughs> I thought we were going to have negative two followers. However, y'all came out. Y'all. Oh, that's mm-hmm. Southern Twang is coming y'all. out. Y'all. And it was the polyamory, hygiene, and celibacy. celibacy episode. So make sure you check that out because that was a very um, high traffic episode. And who? Hi. Hi. Mr. Cherry is here with me, of course. Hello. The one and only Mr. Cherry. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Really quick. I have to remember to say this at the beginning of the pod. You for okay, so this is episode 20. So, 20. congratulations to us to re we reached 20 episodes. If you want to hear the very, very first episode that was back in the live days, uh, live, what's up, live, <laughs> Reverend Live? Yeah, yeah, see, I spoke that to her too. She's like, Reverend oh, Doctor, Reverend Doctor Live. Um, so if you guys want to hear the original, like our first. 10 episodes head over to soundcloud um and that link of course will be in our bio and all of that other stuff which surprised us we didn't think that everybody kind of knew about soundcloud i, I yeah, thought it was a, a hidden gem yeah but that's where we get most of our plays is through soundcloud that's interesting so that's that's actually very interesting so head over there you guys and make sure you listen to literally you can listen to one through 20 or you know catch up on the older episodes um so for those episodes. who are new i know isn't that crazy 20 episodes that's crazy it's absolutely insane um so b why don't you introduce yourself real quick to the new listeners who may be well um, hanging welcome. out today Thank you for coming and spending time with us. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but <laughs> you're here with us, and we appreciate oh, you for okay. that. Um, hello. Hey, so author? Author, father, believer. Mm, yeah. Writer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the new piece is out. Oh, my gosh. The new piece is How out. Yeah, the new piece is out. So for you new newcomers, um, uh-oh. Hey. Hey, hey. It's just my email, y'all. Amazon hey, hey. Prime. No one hit me up this late. We got delivery? Um, it's on the Oh, way. no! It's going to expire? Oh, no, it's not. Okay, it just says it's about my Prime membership. I'm like, ugh. Oh, my God. But it's... Go ahead. So, so the new piece is out. Um, for the new listeners, I am um, working on my first book. I am... I've been trying to... Some of the challenges with the book is trying to come up with proper or the, or the right content for the book mm. and so while i have a good amount of content that i want to put in the book i want to make sure that everything still sticks with the theme of the book mm-hmm. again um the book is going to be entitled what the heart hears mm-hmm. and so i want to make sure the content is um centered around that so new piece um i released oof, what was that like a week ago two weeks ago about a week a week and a half ago about a week week and a uh-huh, half ago uh-huh. um entitled watchtower so if mm-hmm. you are a follower on instagram uh, my instagram handle inspired underscore by underscore greatness um if you are a follower of my blog revolutionarily dreaming.blogspot.com um you'll be able to see the new piece watchtower um as well as a couple other pieces that are mm-hmm. looking to be within the book 
Um, excellent reads. Thank you. I love, I mean, and your pieces always just, they're very thought provoking and I appreciate that. That's really what, um, that's really what I try to go for. I think this one was special because I, um, tried to incorporate an experience with, um, or tried to kind of find a way to tie an experience in, in with a biblical account. That's always been very special to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I'm excited about it. I hope you guys enjoy it. If you are a poetry reader, if you like poetry, yes. spoken word, please go ahead and visit and, you know, feel free to leave a comment, mm-hmm. a DM, mm-hmm. or um, like, share. Slide it. We haven't talked about that in a while. We're not talking about that no more. Why are you always trying to sell my shine? Because, I mean. But yeah, so go ahead and definitely check out those. Link in bio. Link in um, bio. And for those of you who are new to the pod, I'm Muffy Bradshaw. I said that before, but you I did. can reintroduce myself. And shout out to some of our newer um, followers. We got some new followers. We some, do. Uh, good friends of mine who have um, come across our podcast hey guys we love you thank you for listening we appreciate you for liking listening and sharing so it's pretty dope like, yeah we're getting uh we're getting, we're getting up there exposure. i'm excited about it yeah um so before we get into all the nitty gritty make sure that you go ahead and check out my site muffybradshaw.com and i write about love dating and literally everything in between would I be Muffy Bradshaw if I didn't talk about love and dating? You are the infamous. The infamous. Muffy, ooh, ooh. The famous. Oh. The ooh, Steve ooh. Harvey show. Steve Harvey. They don't know about. I don't think. Do y'all know about that? That I was on Steve Harvey. You guys have to see this. Ah, uh, if I could be totally transparent, Please. I'm a little like embarrassed. Why? About it. I don't know. I get shy about it, which is I odd. can understand that. Not embarrassment, but shy. Shy. I'm like a little like, Ew. but that was, first of all, I was so grateful for that opportunity and it was such a blessing. Um, so yeah, we'll tell that's, that's story time for another day. But yes. yes. So yes, I was on Steve Harvey, uh, the talk show. This was, oh my God, maybe three years ago. Yeah. And it was a very special time gotcha. and I'll forever be grateful. But be it, grateful. It, I know. I'm like, it. you see, I'm getting like, I'm getting, this is, I get anxiety when I talk about it. Like I'm literally stuttering. Okay. And Hilarious. sweating. No, but it was, it was a very good experience and I'm forever grateful. So a little bit of housekeeping that I want to do before we get into the nitty gritty. Just a heads up, listen to us to and from work today, y'all, because it's going to be a long pod. I already know it. Ooh, but they stick with us. They y'all do. stick with us through the end. And that's why I do the fade outs for you all, because I know you listen to the very end. And that's you special really, for you. You guys really like that celibacy. They relationship did. Hygiene show. and all Hygiene, that. Yeah. They lo- like y'all, y'all win it. So make sure you check that out. But real quick, so you guys know that we like to do polls. Yes. And I wanted to. Talk about some of the poll questions. One in particular was the pettiest turnoffs. Yes. And y'all kind of like had me LOLing for real. For LOLing real. LOLing for real. Yeah. So, wait. Do you have a petty turnoff, B, or no? Uh, not really. You don't? For yeah, real? Not a like petty a petty turn-off. one? No, my turnoffs are not petty. Really? My turnoffs are real turnoffs. Uh, well, you know what? I, really? I retract that. I'm about to say, everyone has like one petty turnoff. This turn is off. my one petty turnoff, and don't judge me for this, but I do, I, it, it is a turnoff for me as far as. <laughs> <laughs> you are ready. I know. You are ready. Y'all should see my face. I was like. You, you got, so as you, <laughs> as newcomers will realize, she stays ready for me. <laughs> Stay is ready no, to come. Yes, you do. You stay no, ready to come back no, for something. No, I'm no, no, no. Anywho, uh, 
I do not personally. Are you okay, Muffy? No, oh, that's what's 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 in that green cup you're sipping there? Water. Um, so I was in the pool all day. I'm thirsty. I cannot get down. I I just find a challenge with My women God. that I would potentially or am pursuing or take interest in or what have you that love. <laughs> get out, Mr. Cherry! Come on. That love like Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, that's a really good petty turn off. And what the uh married to medicine and all of that i just can't get down i don't know what i don't know the affinity that people have with watching these shows Mm. and getting very caught up in in the drama of other people's lives i'm Mm. like if you is it that you don't have any drama Mm. is it that your drama is not as exciting as (laughs) the drama of ti and his wife Mm. or uh, some of these other people i just i don't get it Mm. I don't know. Like, I got enough drama in my own life. Mm-hmm. Not really, but if I wanted to tap into it, right. I, don't need to, I don't need to right. watch you don't other need people. That. So I just can't get down with that. So women who I have learned that enjoy that, in my experience, mm. um, we just have not fared well. Okay. Okay. That's actually a really good petty turnoff. That is. Mm. Um, let me think. Do I have a petty turnoff? A petty turnoff? Um, I would say... I should have thought about this before the pod because I, I didn't. Um, I guess the first thing that would come to mind is someone who has bad Christmas gifts. <laughs> first of all, Mister, this is like the third. Do you want to talk about that on oh, there? No, we're not diving in. We're not going to dive in. We've That's been like in. episode four or five or six. So you guys look, can yeah, check so go that. But anyway, so what's the so? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say. So the pettiest turnoff for me. Um, this is me talking like off the cuff because I don't really know. I would say someone who takes like a lot of selfies. And also, I don't contest that. Did I contest your nope. petty turn off? Thank I'm, you. I'm not I see if you guys this is why we need to video because so that would be one. Mm-hmm. Like selfies in the mirror. Like you're literally holding a camera and you're like, hey, I'm in the mirror taking a self I don't know. Like That's selfie just, stick and Oh my God, I well, sometimes selfie sticks are important, like, if you're traveling. So, mm-hmm. I've seen it, like, when people are outdoors or, like, hiking and they want to get a group photo. That's different. Right. But just, I don't know, that's just weird to me. One, this is going to sound, and this is what someone else mentioned. This is what they mentioned. I was like, you know what? That is kind of true. And be honest, B. Okay. This is the pettiest. Don't judge me. I'm just being honest. We have that relationship now where we can be open with y'all. Droid users. Droid users. Yes! <laughs> when I see that green bubble... I'm like, yo, like, I can't FaceTime with you. I I, agree. I can't. Like, you will never understand what it's like to just have that type of camaraderie when it comes to technology. So, like, why? Like, why do you have a droid? So, I can say that it's frustrating. It, because it, cha- it changes how we communicate with each other. Aside from social media, aside from texting, there's certain nuances to <laughs> Apple users. Yes. What we can share in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great marketing. That's genius. It is genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, but in my opinion, Apple just has, they just have remained themselves. And, and, my, and in Power my opinion. Power and simplicity. Exactly. I thought it was simplicity and sophistication. Yeah, it could be. I thought that's what Steve Jobs said. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, um, but yeah, I agree. I, understand, I, I appreciate and understand if your choice is to be an Android user, 
there's just parts of our relationship that we won't be able to tap. Right. Like, and it's so funny, you guys. So this is outside of dating, but I love you, baby. You know who I'm talking, like one of my very best friends has a droid. Okay. We have a group chat. She messes up the whole flow. Like I can't send what I want to send. Like you, I literally can't physically like a text. that's going to say in parentheses, Muffy laughed at so-and-so. Like, I don't like just get a, get a, get an iPhone, but they're not going to do it. Get an iPhone. Like just make our, make our group chat more simple just by getting an iPhone okay so let me really quickly go over the the, the pettiest turn off so one person said dirty shoes that's fair that used to be huge to me especially in like high school so is that like, a thing and now like as an adult like I don't know if I don't know if I look at a woman's shoes I know a lot of men who do. Really? Okay. I know a lot of men I know do look at women's shoes. Really? Yes. That, to me, I mean, I just look at someone's overall, like, style. Right. Because style, to me, is a turn-on. makes somebody sexy. Like, how you dress, how you... So, that is all-encompassing. That does mean shoes. Okay. Um, am I? Would I be turned off? Yes. But I dated someone who was not fashionable and that's an easy fix men the like i think men are more receptive like more receptive to like change their shirt or like you know be listen to what their partner has to say about their apparel because i think in my experience if you mention something to a woman that you would think would look better on her she takes offense and say and oh yeah i'm sure like oh well what's wrong with this well you know i'm just not gonna wear it i'm just not gonna go and then it's like (laughs) whoa are you thinking from experience you seem a little are you okay i'm sorry you (laughs) but you know what maybe it is a double standard i never really thought about it that way oh god we get chewed out if we so what's the insinuation like what are you insinuating when you want her to change i'm i you if you have this shirt on i'm like oh that's a nice shirt that you have on um that red shirt probably would go a little better with that. Oh, so for fashionable, like for just matching purposes or just like put togetherness I mean, from, purposes? from an aesthetic standpoint, like this would look probably better. Just be honest. So did you date someone who was fashionably challenged? Is that why you yes. had to do that? So that's different. I have. That's different. Do you feel like fashion? Well, I don't think that's petty. Do you feel like that's a turnoff if you're not attracted to someone because of the way they dress? I don't feel like that's a petty turnoff. If, I mean... If your strengths in other areas outweigh that, then it's not too much of a turnoff per se. Because if you can be strong in other areas, we can I can work around. Right, and that's that. what I've had to do. And yeah. you know what's so frustrating? Like when we break up, it's like I did that. Like I did that. Okay, I did that. But that's neither here nor there. No, neither here nor there. So that was the first one. Okay. And thank you guys. Please respond to our polls because it's fun. We read all of them. Oh, I can't read that. That's not appropriate. Read that. Gosh. Okay. So this one person said his pettiest turnoff is someone who cannot satisfy him sexually. But that's, I don't think that's a petty turnoff. That's not petty at all. And I cleaned that up. But, um, so that's really not a petty. I think that's important. That is imperative. Yeah. Because there needs to be chemistry in some regard. And I was talking to a friend off air. Like, being, like, to me, being compatible sexually doesn't mean that you, like, everyone doesn't have a high sex drive. That means, hey, if you don't, if, if you have a low sex drive, it's probably best to find someone who has a similar sex drive. It's just stuff like that. Like, it has to be, there has to be some type of commonality. Right. So, I don't feel like that's petty. I agree. I feel like that could be very serious. Yeah, it could be detrimental. 
Okay, so here's another one. Uh, what? So this person says, are you worried some? I'm sorry. I'm like holding, I'm hogging it. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Uh, this person <laughs> says. I think it's right there. Oh. <laughs> what is that? That's, I mean, I don't know if it's petty, but. Oh, that's what we were just talking about. So someone said ordering well done meat, <laughs> non-stained wooden furniture, <laughs> and Android phone users. <laughs> anonymous so, so we don't know so okay i can get behind the whole ordering well done meat uh-huh that i get that why you is may, that a turn off i mean it just it, mm, well done meat does not um process as swiftly so you can appear and seem and feel more bloated well whereas no, I just made that up. Actually. I was like, what's going on here? Okay, swipe next. We Non-stained wooden furniture. I think, he, but it's funny. Like, that's ha-ha. But it's petty, so that's that's a good example. Like, that, that is one. good. Like, that I'll is petty. It's something that people would be like, what? So, thank you. So, and, all right. Well, we're going past that one. This one says not, not having a beard. Ooh. So, is that really that heavy for women? Okay, so guys this who is, don't have facial hair or just beards. So here's my thing. I think that what's we, the affinity with beards? Like okay. I saw a meme yesterday. <laughs> yes. That said, beards for men. It was a it was a picture side by side of Drake without a beard mm-hmm, and Drake I've with a beard, mm-hmm. and it said, men can no longer say that makeup for women doesn't change the way that they look when you have this this version of Drake and this version of mm, Drake. We got to touch on that makeup thing, too, one, one day. Personally um, speaking, that is not even equivalent. Like, the man grew his own facial hair. Okay, so... <laughs> I... Honestly, so... I am attracted to men with very nice beards. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, I can think maybe the last four relationships I've had, they've all had beards. And, uh, uh, oh. Oh, I know better. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so you guys, I'm, I'm, as she's talking, I'm going through, I can tell this. She's, you guys don't understand. But, so as I'm going through, you know, she's talking and I'm going through some of the responses and I'm flipping and she's like, you bet not. So anyway. I know better. Stop, Mr. Cherry. Stop it. So, anyway, so I really like beards. Um, I think we're in a beard craze. Like, I feel like we're in a beard way. But I feel like that's a lot of black men have facial hair. Um, And I like beards. Do I think that it's like men can be attractive without beards for sure? But I have just. I've, the men I've made have always said beards. So, example, Lorenz Tate. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Attractive. He's, he is. Right? He doesn't have a beard. Yeah, that's fine. I feel like men could definitely be attractive without beards. So, I'm for curious sure. if the, I'm assuming this is a young lady, my assumption, even though, you know, I know some guys like guys with beards, but I'm assuming mm-hmm. a young lady 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was from a young lady. Okay. I'm going to keep, you know, I'm not going to say who, obviously. But, yeah, right. that was from a lady. Okay. And she said, and it's okay. Like, my thing, hey, you know, it's a lot. You're attracted to what you're attracted to. So, you this know? one, I think, is, all right, this is the Don't, funniest one Let me one see. To you me. skip one? The other ones we talked about. Some we can still can't. say it so they, we know we read them. So, someone, someone that can't dress. Right. So, we said that already. Poor posture. Poor posture. Um, I, well, now, I'll say this. Yeah, you can't be skipping poor the answers. Poor posture. Because, I mean, you know. Come on. Poor posture. A, a woman with poor posture is that is it is that's unattractive. A woman hunched and uh, if you again, ladies, if you, if you don't have a, if you have a disability, that's different. But just I, someone exactly. who has someone who is just unconsciously, poor, you know, hunched over with poor posture, that is a turnoff. <laughs> because you really, I mean, if you walk upright, you know, you know, holding what you holding. You could look out, you can come across totally different. I mean, right, because when we think about the symbolism of poor posture, you're closed in, you may not have confidence. I mean, there's a lot of symbolism that comes with poor posture. Symbolism. I'm not saying it's true. I'm telling you what a lot of people think it symbolizes. I think a woman who walks with poor posture doesn't walk with the same appeal. What do you mean? What type of appeal? I mean, just, you know, aesthetic appeal. That's my new word. I oh, like God. That. Here we go. But go ahead. Read my fir- read my favorite one. So that was poor posture. What do you guys think? I mean, I get that. Like, if Because to me, it's like if a man has good posture, it's like you're confident. And women um, like confident men. Mm-hmm. 100%. We did that one. This Someone is Someone that my, can't. Okay, go ahead. Go. go. He is so. He, y'all, he is so thirsty to read this because one. Because this one. He literally, he literally skipped through like three responses. Like, he is so thirsty. And keep it, keep it somewhat clean, B. Uh, well, I always gotta okay, keep it fine, clean. Okay, fine. Go do God. what you do. Fine. We can put the e on it again. Go ahead. Why do I keep it clean? E is for explicit because we have to rate our podcast before we post. So. Guys, if I say one curse word, it changes everything. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Just so read. He was here. so thirsty. Too. I want to know if a, you... did a guy respond with this one. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember to be honest. So I, I don't get know. this. That's a t- mm. tell him what it is. So their answer is dry humping. So. He was oh my, my thoughts is that dry humping is a turnoff for people. Uh, why are you uh, go ahead? That's Mister, a question. You, I don't. You answer Have you heard it. people say dry humping is a turnoff? I have, first of all, I haven't heard the phrase dry humping since maybe eighth grade. I was not doing that in eighth grade. Let you, me make that real clear for real. I was a good girl. Seriously. Why? Because your mama listening? No, no, my mom and I are very close. She no, but um, but I haven't. I haven't heard dry humpings. I haven't heard that phrase. I haven't in, heard the in phrase probably since I was like. But God what, knows I think how old. we, you know, during the process of you know being intimate with someone, I think that happens. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Mr. Jerry is admitting, but not admitting. That's something that he. That's that's something that he partakes. <laughs> so that's something that he partakes I in. I take offense that people don't like dry humping. You don't like dry humping. <laughs> Anywho, to yeah, me, so, okay. So if we really go get, down to we don't gotta go all the way in, you know. Oh, so now, oh, because you in the spotlight, <laughs> because you in the spotlight, you don't want to go all the way there now. Is you that what we're you doing? You don't want me to get go there. It's gonna be oh, a capital E. See, he, see, look, see. Now he's trying to turn this around on me, y'all. You see that? First of all, this is what I'm gonna say about that. Um, here's my thing. Okay, mm-hmm. is dry humping like a part of the foreplay? Because we got we got problems. Because guess what? I don't. First of all, I don't want fabric burn. 
Number no, one. That's not good. Number two. I mean, there's other things that you can do aside from the physical act of sex, and dry humping does not have to be one of those things. You probably dry hump and don't know you're dry humping. <clears throat> oh. Okay, anyway, moving on. Anyway. I think that's just a preference thing. I There are other things to do. In my personal experience, mm-hmm. well, personal opinion, uh-huh. there's other things to do. Dry uh-huh. Like, there's a list of things that you could do before having, like, sex. And dry humping is And like- that should be, like, the last thing. Like, sir, there are other things you could do. Dry humping should not be a priority. So, it, you were, okay. Go ahead. No, we can just, just. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, you know how you get in that phase of, you know, you're you're becoming intimate, like you are, correction, not becoming intimate, but like, you know, you're. In the process, intimate, like in kissing process, and stuff. Kissing and hugging and touching, you're rubbing each other's backs and stuff. I think that dry humping just happens. So you're talking, okay, I can understand that. That's so. what I think of when I think of dry humping, not the actual like teenage <laughs> right that's I'm not what thinking like, of that so you're talking more like essential grinding yes that's, that's it. the difference essential like grind. sensual grinding versus dry they're two totally different things to me somebody needs to make a song called sensual grind. sensual grind yeah. that's too many syllables but so anyway so all right so petty turn offs check um if you have some more dm us dm us because we will certainly share mm-hmm. i have some more housekeeping though real quick so you know i'm ready to get to this topic. i know he's he's ready he's just been we got a really good topic today we do but real quick so a couple other things real quick so um i did join tinder for a hot second Mm -hmm. um and i have emphatically come to the conclusion that on and i know i have said this in the past but my personality type does not mesh well with online dating, mm-hmm. and I am okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I think this last experience totally solidified that for me. Well, and I'm just, I I'm, applaud your desire, your, your openness to trying things again. You know, thank if you. If it don't work, if it doesn't work the first time, I appreciate you jumping out there and trying again. Thank you. You know, I mean, it was terrible though. Tinder doesn't work for everybody. So let me tell you guys a real quick story about my experience. So, um. I very rarely give out my number on Tinder. Like, I feel like that is something that we do when we're, like, having, like, long text message threads through the app, of course. Right. Um, As if it's going to change with them having your number. You're still going to have the same conversation. Well, I do it because I don't really like strangers having my number. Like, I don't just give my number out. That's weird to me. That's creepy. I don't like doing that. And that's this is why... For me, it's it's not a match. Right. But because, like I said, I've known a lot of people who've met online and have very happy, successful relationships. Truly, truly, truly. Mm-hmm. So I exchanged a number. This was a this was somewhat of a while ago, um, and the guy was attractive to me. Okay. Um, nice looking guy, and okay, so we exchanged numbers and we're texting. Bop 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 bop, and I'm like, let me because I Google. I Google, like, especially if it's online, if it's Tinder, I will Google you on LinkedIn to just see, like, are you really being truthful? That's just, I'm extra precautionary. Okay. So, he used his best picture ever. As people to, oh, wait. Oh, we had this, remember, we had this conversation. We had this conversation. I don't use my best picture ever when I put, like, when I'm on online dating, which is very far and few between, honestly, I don't, I just get... Like a regular picture of myself. Because? Because I like the surprise factor. He's cracking up. 
so Mr. Cherry and I were having a private conversation about it and I was like well no like and it's like so this guy had the best picture ever and so I, I saw him on LinkedIn and I'm like whoa he looks nothing like his picture it's like Ooh. you could tell it was him but I'm like you just you know your angles right you know how to look, you know, and it was just the the other version wasn't the same. No, it wasn't. So it's was underwhelming. It was very underwhelming. So what I do when I online date, I put a picture of myself that's like a good picture, but not like the best. Right. So like, if we ever meet in person, you're gonna be like, oh my goodness, I'm so pleasantly surprised. You look better than your pictures. That's just me. Got it. Because you just you know you look better than whatever picture that you put on think so it's just my little it's just what i do because i don't what i don't want oh my god are you the same person like is this but i mean mm. i don't think it's that i don't think i look that different in person it's just like the extra precautionary measure that's all and and in our off-air quote-unquote conversation what i what i was surprised to hear or to think or just to Mm -hmm. believe that i'm not i'm gonna say as you represent women that that's something that you guys even think about because we definitely don't think about, I don't think about, oh, I'm about to put my best picture or my less, my less best, better picture mm-hmm. on here so that when she sees me, oh, she's going to be like, oh, well, you look 10 times better or <laughs> much better than you did. Oh, and yeah. I'm not thinking about all of that. Yeah, I'm very, I think about all of the like outcomes that's just how i am naturally with everything so but anyway so needless to say i told myself i was gonna do it for 30 days i had to stop i think it was day five i couldn't do it yeah Yeah. i it's just in in it is not for me yeah it's just not my i don't have the personality type for it and that's fine and i don't think i think a lot of people don't but they're just trying to force it and they have to like know when to let it go yeah so, okay, Mr. Cherry is like, mm. he has ants mm. in his pants. Mm. He is so ready to get to this um, this topic. So, I guess I'll say my other announcements for the next pod since he's so ready. Thank you. Um, did you it. have anything? How are you? you? Did you check in with, with, our, with our people? Bless, you I'm just blessed, so ready man. to... Um, anything before we start? Get into the nitty gritty. No, I'm ready. Let's jump right. in. So, my good friend shared this article with me. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out, baby girl. I love you. I don't know. All my friends are like kind of super private, so I don't know if she wants to be all on my airwaves like that. I'm sure she does not. Um, (laughs) So the article is actually from Madame Noir, and this is um, an article entitled, Stop Mistaking Shared Trauma for Relationship Compatibility. I'm going to read that one more time. Stop mistaking shared trauma for relationship compatibility. And the article was by Ara. She has a last name that unfortunately I do not want to butcher on live radio. (laughs) No, we do not. (laughs) But it looks like an African last name. So shout out to my sister, Ara. Um, And this is actually a really, really good article because I think that we have talked a lot about trauma on the show. And compatibility. And compatibility, and I think that the over, the overall message of the article, and of course we're going to delve into it, was just that a very, very common misconception is that we are bonding with someone, but in all actuality, we just attract the same trauma, mm. and that is not healthy. And this is me talking now. Like, I think that um, trauma is for sure on a continuum. I don't think that everyone has the same trauma. Um, But whatever your trauma is, we all have it. Like I said, it's on a continuum. We 
it is not it is not a good thing for us to bond over similar traumas, especially if that person is not healed. It's not healthy for us. No, it's not to healthy bond for over us. Shared trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly agree. Um, and I think that it just happens so subconsciously. I think we don't really realize how how we do it. But I mean, it makes total sense mm-hmm. that we do it because as as one person is hurting and or healing and or coming to coming to the it, within the process of managing their emotion or their trauma, mm-hmm. as you're going through that process, it it makes sense that you would gravitate or find you know find some find you know a certain fondness for someone who is either sharing in some similar experiences that you are going through or trying to help manage so it makes sense right it does make sense so just so you guys get like a perspective of what like some common trauma is it could be maybe being raised in a single parent household it could be like a detrimental heartbreak that Mm -hmm. you just couldn't get over it could be something as severe as sexual molestation physical abuse Mm -hmm. um you know humiliation so it could be divorce yeah that's a good one separation like so you're married but separated you know because a lot of people are in that space of limbo where you're like, you know, I'm not, I'm married to my significant other because we have not come to grips that we're ready to or prepare to actually divorce. Because divorce, while it is still final and while our relationship probably is still done, final, you know, it, it's severed, we haven't moved forward in, in, you know, in the legalities or what have you of moving of, of of divorcing so in that separation space like mm-hmm. you're so confused with what's going on emotionally that sometimes you will gravitate towards someone who can share in that understanding of being separated of not divorcing mm-hmm. yet but just being in limbo because there are so many different elements that are involved in that children and family and, and houses and trying to separate assets mm-hmm. so i can understand how this happens and and i know i know that this happens i know people that are in this space um that's so it's just it's interesting it is it is and guys i just want to be super 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 clear it is okay to find commonality yes like it's okay to find commonality it's okay hey you know what I went through a breakup too, and I can appreciate that that has changed you for the better if you're healed. Mm. But I, I feel like um, where the hiccup is and where it does become unhealthy is if you are not healed mm-hmm. and you are bringing all of that toxic energy, whether it's conscious, subconscious, a combination of both, you're bringing all of that to the relationship when in all actuality, you're just matching unhealed trauma. Right. And, and, and my cap, my, I guess, the sidebar to that is because mm-hmm. I know some some of our listeners are going to say, well, it's hard to speak for someone who's healed, quote unquote, through those things because it's so much, it's so heavy. How 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 is it that we can heal through it? Because some people are going to say, you never heal, you never really truly fix it. Mm-hmm. And and my go to <clears throat> statement, you've heard me say this in multiple conversations that we've had, mm-hmm. is there's a difference between being fixed and or healed. From being emotionally managed. Yeah, that's good. I may not mm-hmm. be healed from whatever trauma I've experienced, but I'm in a space where I have and I'm <clears throat> able to, and I 
and I practice show apply mm-hmm. management of mm-hmm. my emotions. If that means that I need to, we come to some type of scenario, situation, mm-hmm. impasse, and I have to step to the side to gather myself mm-hmm. before I come back and, and, and move forward. Because if I don't do that process in, in how I manage my emotions, I can damage us. Of course. Or the potential progression cultivation of us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it's so and I think I think why it's so hard and why a lot of us don't realize that we are attracting unhealed trauma it's because it feels good mm-hmm. like you have like I said you have this commonality wow oh my goodness and you you mistake that unhealthy commonality with bonding or mm-hmm. you may mistake it with wow he can understand me yep. someone who hasn't been divorced someone who hasn't been through a bad breakup someone who hasn't been raised as a single kid man like they they wouldn't understand what i'm going through so i need someone who can understand the exact same thing and again it's okay to confide in someone or to have that in common but are you healed from that right that's the question right are you are you ready to are are you in a place where you can not bring the negative components of that healing process to whatever whatever capacity of relationship that you have. I think one thing that was important that she mentioned mm-hmm. with an article, um, she mentioned shared pain brings people together. Mm-hmm. Um, they reference it as a social glue. Mm-hmm. So trauma behaves like a binding agent. Again, following this, following the premise, trauma behaves as a binding agent in social settings, forging connections between survivors known as trauma bonds. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens. Trauma bonds. Trauma that's, bonds. Yeah, it's a good it's like, you know, to I've, take away. I've experienced mm-hmm. this. This has brought me, the gravity of this situation has, has impacted me so much so that while I'm in such a disarray or maybe just in a process or space where I'm still trying to manage that, you come into my life and we can share in that experience. You've experienced mm-hmm. something similar to, maybe very, very similar to. Um, I, so you understand where I'm coming mm-hmm. from. You know, I, while I'm sitting here talking to different people and my friends and my family, what have you, and they just don't get it, you know, because maybe mm-hmm. they haven't specifically gone through maybe some of the things that were so important to me and how it hurt me, you, for whatever reason, may meet me there. So mm-hmm. I can, I essentially somewhat seek you as refuge. I mm-hmm. seek this space that we have and, and your understanding and my understanding of what you and I have been through as refuge. And that is sometimes following the, again, the premise mm-hmm. of the entire article, mm-hmm. what some people look as, look to as compatibility mm-hmm. and it's not in comfort and comfort. And it's mm-hmm. not compatibility. It's just shared trauma yeah that's it that's it it's shared trauma and you know what something else that i that kind of i took away from that is that she compared trauma bonding Mm -hmm. to the same exact thing as what kidnapping victims and soldiers experience absolutely and i was like wow that's really really interesting because and you know with the kidnapping like stockholm syndrome and things like that and you know that ideal is well, she coupled it with the trauma bonding, mm-hmm. and I think what she also mentioned was that a lot of people don't realize they're in it. Yes. Like, a lot of people feel like they are, like, it's resolved, or because, you know, you're you're leading a pretty healthy life, or it doesn't manifest in certain ways, but healing, it, it takes time, and it takes intentionality, mm-hmm. and you can only meet someone where you are. Right. So it, you're you're going to attract people with similar 
trauma. Exactly. And it's for some of our listeners, you know, who are not necessarily in the in the know about what Stockholm syndrome is for, you know, before you get ready to Google while you're driving, because that's not <laughs> safe. Um, so Stockholm syndrome is a term that's used to describe the distorted relationship typically between kidnappers and their, and their victims turned defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, it demonstrates one form of these bonds, uh, which can take over time, but while confusing to us on the outside, Stockholm syndrome creates a mental escape for victims by reconfiguring the brain to find comfort in captivity. Comfort in captivity of the mind. Of the mind. Mm-hmm. Like Harriet Tubman. Or physically, of course, but like when you talk about trauma bonding, yeah. it's of the mind. If you think about it, and I, mm-hmm. I use this reference in a lot of different ways, but if you think about it, even like, like again with Harriet Tubman, she said, I could have, what, freed so many more people <laughs> had they not known that they were slaves. Mm. Because you create mm. that bond, and that happens yeah. in a relationship. Marriage, you know, if, I, if I, I would have freed myself from this relationship had I really known that I wasn't happy. But my captor, you know, my wife, my husband, my family is, has, is coursing me to remain in this space mm. for whatever reason, mm. you know, that they feel that it is most beneficial to me. While I'm internally screaming for help, somebody grab me out of here, mm. free me. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that something? It's crazy. Not crazy. I'm sorry. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Makes you think. Yes. So another thing that I I had to highlight, and this is actually pretty heavy or pretty profound, I should say, that just because you hurt the same, Mm -hmm. it does not mean you love the same. Mm -hmm. Just because you hurt the same. So meaning, of course, you guys are hurting the same, that shared trauma, right? The trauma bonding. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that you are going to love the same. And that's where a lot of the problems manifest in how you love. Right, and and where Mm -hmm. the distortion of compatibility um, is sometimes found in these scenarios and situations. Thinking that because we, I experienced this and this hurt me, and while it well may have hurt me to my core, my interpretation is that in your experience of, of this, while you're communicating how it hurt you, I can connect with how I felt in my experience and believe that it's the exact same thing that you felt and it may not have. Right, exactly. Because exactly. I may have had a different um, level or degree of involvement, desire, mm-hmm. investment in my marriage mm-hmm. or my relationship right. or my connection with my father or my connection with my mother. So if you are telling me about how your mother wasn't there for me, mm-hmm. we're there for you in the ways that you know you would have wanted to wanted her to be. There can sometimes be that misinterpretation, misunderstanding, and thinking that we went through the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I'm just trying to think. I think that we've all definitely probably shared trauma. Yes. Like, for me, I think that, hmm, what would my shared trauma be? Hmm, maybe, maybe a bad breakup? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, so, I, I mean, I think all breakups are bad. Right. Like, I don't feel like, I, this whole amicable breakup thing, eh, okay, I don't really know if that's me. I don't know if I've ever had an amicable one. No, because you like to cut it off and be done. Like, Typically, yes. Five years, don't I know, right? We were just having <laughs> we were that just conversation. Having that I uh, definitely do. Like, I don't talk. I mean, I just need a few years. To... I, I, I have not. I have only but one relationship <laughs> that I... <laughs> do not and or cannot and prefer not to communicate yeah everybody else like while it may not have been the most amicable per Mm -hmm. se 
we've still come to a point of understanding that, you know, we have differences. We've parted ways for those differences. But I still like, you know, mm. I still reach out. I still talk to you. We can still pass. And I want to catch up. I, I wish you well in all of your endeavors. Really? I want you to be happy. And I want to hear and know about your happiness or what have you. You know what I mean? I don't, it's, you know. But yeah. just cut people like, don't talk to me for five years. I didn't say don't talk to me for yes, five you did. years. Yes, you did. No. You told him that. No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, so, but I'm trying to think. So, I guess that would be because my big issue, guys, you guys know this by now. If you're not, if you're new to the pod, I have a huge issue with being vulnerable. That is my thing. So, I always, I really truly think, where did that come from? Um, honestly, I don't know. I was say because I mean, I don't know what I know of your upbringing. Your parents absolutely create the space for you to be vulnerable and and vocal. Yeah, so you're right, and that's I'm I'm grateful and so blessed for that. So I'm thinking that honestly, maybe like my first experience at school. Like this is gonna sound so ridiculous, okay. but you're on the couch. Go ahead, talk to, <laughs> talk to the people. <laughs> but I really try and think about like you know because. Your chapters in life, like there's something that forms you. You know, your mind, your mind is being formed, and whatever personality would love. But right. I think that's before age three, though. But any by age three. But anyway, so I remember I was on the playground. Like I was so this. I remember this was kindergarten, you guys. I remember this. Wow. I don't remember. Trust me, it was just very isolated things. I remember from kindergarten, not everything. But this was kindergarten, and I was so excited. Like I just wanted friends. Like I was so ready, and I remember. I was in line, and this this girl, little girl, was my friend. And I wish you guys could see the joy in her face right now. <laughs> I was like, love school. Pure joy. Oh, my God. I was just, I just love school. So, you know, I'm standing behind her, and that was it. We were in line. You know, I'm waiting to go to the gym or wherever we were going. She said, Miss Strom, Muffy hit me. Ooh. And I'm like, How no, I didn't. touch you? And the teacher believed her. Stop. And I remember that for a reason, you guys. Um, and that was so crushing to me. As a five-year-old, well, I was four. But as a four-year-old little girl, and to, like, have just, I just really felt so deflated. And I held on to that. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, wow. So that, from that, and I can't say from that day on. Like, from I don't really on. know. but yeah. You still don't like her now. Oh, for, well, no, I actually forgave her back, like, in high school. It took a while. Of course. <laughs> but my point is, you guys, in all seriousness, I think little things like that we kind of brush we brush off. Right. And we don't think that they may have affected us. And even if it's in a minor way, I think experiences like that shape us more than we think they do. I agree. And I remember that for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember how I felt in that moment, and I just felt so... I felt small, and I just felt like, wow, but I didn't do anything. Why do you believe her? Right. So, but, you know, so I, I shared that experience just to say we really have to be aware of the things that the milestones in our life or the things that stick out in our lives when we're trying to put pieces together. That's all. That's 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 my point. Um, I guess really quick, like, yeah. um, even just thinking of that, taking it into a completely different um, area or realm. Um, I had a friend, I have a friend who I've known for years, went to college together. Um, she's experiencing a close loved one who has dementia Mm. and you, she reached out, not directly to me, but she reached out through social media and was just kind of expressing, you know, what she's experiencing with that. Like, you know, how, 
you know, this is very new to me. This is just different. You know, it, it, it's a certain pain or a feeling that I've never really experienced before because my loved one is here, but I've lost them in this capacity or this way. And it hurts. And, um, and I guess sticking with the theme of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. like I was able to, while reaching out to her to say, you know, I can understand where you are. Cause I went through that, mm. you know, my father had dementia. I didn't know that be my father had dementia. Um, he, he had Alzheimer, Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. um, was diagnosed with, you know, we call it Alzheimer's. <laughs> You know how we just do. like it's Valentine's, right? Valentine's, you know we do. Valentine's we got Day. that old that old timers, but um, no, the my, sugar. The, <laughs> I mean, we're not laughing at someone who has the sugar. I hate that that but that then, inner that inner like. <laughs> man, I'm I'm not going there. Why you always like to take me there to act the fool, man? <laughs> that's um, right, but that's us. And that's I true. love us. That is that our is culture, and I love us. That is very true, but um, no, like I was able to share in that. And, and I, my interpretation to our point was that I was able to share in that experience because I experienced that as well. My father had Alzheimer's, uh, which later then developed into dementia. Mm-hmm. So there was a period of time from that I had with him that it was still in that moment. You mm-hmm. know, like I would speak to him and we would have these kind of the same conversation. He would ask me some of the same questions. I remember so vividly because um, I had at this point just kind of moved to North Carolina and I was mm-hmm. looking for work, and I ended up um, getting a job with Bank of America. He um, had experience and previously had worked in banking and finance. So we were stuck in that lapse of time mm-hmm. where he would continue. When I talked to him, he would continuously ask me, like, hey, you know, how'd that interview go? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was a year into the job, yeah. you know. And, and, and it was so tough because he really was excited about me getting into finance because he was saying, you know, as a young black man, just your personality, this is going to mm. be really good for you. I found success in finance. I think mm-hmm. you're going to find success here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a, it was a challenging experience. So saying all that to say, like when, when I saw the post that she posted, like I, I immediately, I reached out, you know, just in comment because we have our, you know, she and I are, are close, you know, close friends in that way. But my interpretation and understanding was like, I know what you're going through. You know, I know what you're experiencing while I don't really know what you're going through. I don't really know what you're experiencing, but my interpretation is that we have that connection from yeah. shared trauma. Mm-hmm. My interpretation of shared trauma mm-hmm. and that can separate to again then out to our conversation, mm-hmm. that can happen so easily because if, if that's a space that is I'm still finding ways to manage those mm-hmm. emotions and you're sharing this and we're if we're pursuing a relationship, that's in a no-brainer of an of an of an assumed or presumed connection and click and compatibility. Right. I can meet you here in a space, mm-hmm. and we can find comfort in that way. Mm-hmm. And zone in on the hurt. Zone in on the hurt and misinterpret it for compatibility, and it could really not be. Yes. Yes. Misinterpreting it for compatibility, and I think that's why you guys, it's so important for us to take apart the pieces. Because it's so easy for us to miss it. It is so easy for us to miss it. I'm going to be real candid with you guys. I am a natural helper. Mm-hmm. I um, really enjoy helping people, but I found that I was attracting people who needed to be helped. Mm. And Say that again. <sighs> Woo. Yeah. Hello. And it 
I'm at a point in my life where I have had enough, damn it. Like, I do not want, I want to help, but I also understand that it is not my job to be your therapist. Mm -hmm. It's not my job to, you know, trauma bond with you. Um, It's not my job to um, change you. Right. You know, that's not my job. And I am making a conscious effort of not doing that. It's not easy because that's who I am. It's just natural. It takes work. And I'm not saying that, oh my God, I'm not helping you at all. But again, there needs to be number one, a certain reciprocity there. Um, And boundaries. And boundaries. But there also needs to be, like, the people I'm helping have unhealed trauma. Mm hmm. And whether that's, you know, I don't know, a poor relationship with a parent or a bad breakup or maybe just, you know, I don't know, I don't know, anxiety or whatever it could be. I don't want that job anymore. And I think right now my my goal is to match. You know, we don't want to match people who have our trauma. I want to match someone who has the same type of emotional intelligence. Yes. Like someone who can, you know... Think about their thinking and think about why they do things. You know what? That's um, what I'm on a quest for. I I, I advocate for that. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm I don't know it, just... it, because it's it takes a lot to be steadfast in the search for that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of like you said yes. you are just naturally someone who is a who is very compassionate to people going through those experiences and mm-hmm. wanting to be there for them in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand and share in in that struggle mm-hmm. because it can it can lead you to a couple years of mm. relationship it can where you then realize i'm doing all the work of being the strength or the glue the mm-hmm. social glue yeah to keep this together while you're not in the, the again being the person that you're dating is not meeting you there or surpassing your efforts or energy mm-hmm. or, ex- or what you're exerting like why am i working harder to advocate for the healing of this, then you're meet, then you're even a hey, meeting me, or you. Sh- I would imagine that you would be going somewhat harder, and I'm supporting you. Mm. I feel like why do we then, as empaths, I was having this conversation with mm-hmm. a young lady we were speaking about. Mm-hmm. Why am I being more? Why am I exerting a a higher a level or a deeper level of um, energy into this than you are? And this is your journey it's your journey it's your journey so how do we do that i mean and i guess that's what i struggle with to be totally transparent is where is the fine line we all come to relationships imperfect like this is the misconception like just because this is what b and i do like we don't come to the relationship perfect i have my issues too one of them being i am very headstrong sometimes oh oh (laughs) i'm sorry is this thing on (laughs) Hello? Did you guys hear what I heard? I have I have issues. I and this is something that I'm working on too, for real. This was like very sobering to me. Because mm-hmm. this I didn't realize I did this until maybe like recently. Last week. <laughs> Stop. Not that recently, but I have a bad thing of coming up with things in my mind and how I want them. And that's not a bad thing when when it's when it has its purpose. Like when I have a vision, that's fine. If it has something to do with like I don't, the pod or work or whatever, mm. that's different. But I do that in relationships. Mm. And I just, I come up with this whole idea and I get like, I get the vision. And when it doesn't fit in my vision, it throws me off and it gets me upset. Mm. 
And I think because I, that means that, oh my goodness, not only is it not going how I thought it would, and not, you guys, this is not even necessarily a bad way. No. This is just me thinking, or bad things all the time. It's just literally me thinking about how I want it to play out. Mm -hmm. And so when it doesn't play out how I want it to play out, I'm like full shutdown mode. Right. Like what? Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. So... This God, was, that's so real. That's isn't that real? That's very real? So I'll give you an example. So this was when this was um, in a relationship. And so I had a whole week off. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this person was just like, baby, you know, we don't spend enough time together. Um, I would really like to see you more because I don't know if you guys, you guys probably don't know this about me, but I shut down during the work week. I am just like, hey, like work. And then I go home. I like to deescalate. So I don't do a lot of things on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So anyway, you know, he's been dropping hints like, baby, I would like to see you more. And I'm like, okay, note taken. So I had a week off, and I already, like, we didn't necessarily discuss it. He knew I had a week off. And so I was like, okay. So in my mind, I'm like, cool. So I'm going to, like, hang out with him for the week. We're going to catch up on whatever, go out, blah, 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 whatever. And when the week came, <laughs> when the week came, I'm like, okay, babe. It was, like, Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, babe, um, what time do you want me over there Monday? He was like, baby, what? Like, I have, like, all this stuff to do for work. Like, I have new hires. And I'm like, what? Mm. Like, what do you mean? Like, you just told me, like, a few weeks ago that you wanted to spend time. Like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, I was pissed. And mm. he told me something very sobering, you guys. He was like, you came up with that in your mind. We didn't even have a conversation about it. And I, but 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 you guys, it was technically true. Like there was like a there was a week time weeks time span in between that. So I didn't communicate to him that hey, I plan to like literally be over there for a week. So my point is, there were just some there were some miss. I had it in mind that I was gonna be over there for a whole week. We were gonna kick it. But in mm. his mind, he and he did like he had a busy week at work. He had a, several new hires. He was getting a different licensure. And I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's tough because in uh, yes, I'm that's, like, what the heck? That's tough. And so we had a very candid conversation. Like that's how a lot of our relationship was. Yeah. Like in my mind, I'm like, hey, this is how it should be. This is how you assume that he would understand it to mm -hmm. be when and he's mentioning when he or she or he, when you either you or him are mentioning something. This is how you perceived it to go or play out. Yes. Without actually having the conversation. And there were minor things like that. Yeah. Little stuff, but it added up to where I was so irritated. Mm -hmm. And he was just as irritated. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's my thing. So I say that to say that those are the things that I know that I need to work on. So I want to ask you this. <laughs> Equally still following the, um, okay. following the whole topic and everything. How do you, or what do you feel about or how do you feel that it may have a negative impact when someone is exhibiting and or showing emotional numbness <laughs> man because and i say Ooh. that to say before your response sometimes emotional numbness can come across as emotionally managed mm, yeah because you seem like cool on the surface and mm -hmm. you're not re physically reacting mm -hmm. I, emotional numbness to me, if I were to define that, I would just, I mean, personally, I would just define it as not showing your emotion due to not wanting to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. you know, not um, wanting to ruffle feathers, mm -hmm. not wanting to create um, a conflict, but 
I definitely suffer from that for sure. That's me all day. All for sure. I think it as as whatever the stimulus is, the the heightened level or the 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 however I guess if it's if it's if it affects us in a certain way mm-hmm. to a, high, a more heightened degree or level, we probably would then meet that with however we cope, heal, manage, mm-hmm. what have you. So if if it's something that's so so heightened like sometimes people are just like you know what i'm not dealing with that right yeah you know you compartmentalize it but you just never revisit that compartment right you never revisit it so what do you think would cause someone to be emotionally numb or for well let's get let's make it personal what what would cause Mm. you to be emotionally numb um something to be emotionally numb Mm -hmm. just shut down um I don't know. Actually, mm, I really... I, okay. That's, that's a... That's so that's a not a weakness that you have. You're not, pretty open. I'm pretty open. Be- yeah. And I think because for me, you know me, I talk mm-hmm. a lot, but... Uh-huh. There... What? <laughs> yes, he does. Um, so For me, be- the reason I say that is because something in a lot... I mean, many things have just happened through, you know, through our life as we all have experienced different things. There's... I can't sit with something and not discuss it. If if yeah, I am me. getting, I if I either. want you, or if I'm building, or you know, connecting with you, growing with you, cultivating a relationship with you, as I begin to trust and believe you more and more and more and deeper and deeper, mm-hmm. there are parts of me that somehow, some way, we're going to come to those conversations. I'm I can't hold them because you need to know this as mm-hmm. you are wanting and needing to know me. Right. So there's right. going to things are going to come out about like my father. You know, mm. things are going to come out about my son. You know, mm-hmm. things are going to come out because I can't I can't hold these back if you were desiring to build this level of connectivity with me, mm. you know, from a from a relationship standpoint, like we're not going to not discuss these things. And then even some of of the uglier mm-hmm. things as it pertains to some relationships, mm-hmm. you know, things that have happened to me. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. And I think that that's one of my strengths for sure, talking about it. I think for me, where my emotional numbness comes in is showing, (laughs) obviously, showing emotion in terms of, for me, how much I care about someone. And again, I'm not saying that I'm cold, but just... I'm always kind of like reevaluating, mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, like, what's the risk analysis? Like, yes, man, you yes, know, yeah. <laughs> risk analysis is what we do. Yeah, the, so yeah, awesome. and I do that. A, I'm, I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. I really, truly am. I'm actually proud of my growth. Um, I think it's. I I personally think that risk analysis is a is a underutilized um, methodology. Mm-hmm. I think not not. I think people don't use it enough. Mm-hmm. When it comes to relationships or situations or scenarios, I think that we don't really sit, take ourselves into a space to separate from whatever the situation is Mm -hmm. to evaluate how should I respond here? Yeah. Am I ready to respond here? Do I need to allow myself some time for a response? Again, like um, we, like I said, we I had I had a conversation with someone, you know, in and and through social media, and they uh-huh. were saying like what something that oh, they yeah. started to apply from you know following up a relationship was um, if something happened mm-hmm. that they didn't feel that they were going to respond in their best representation representation of themselves, mm-hmm. they said I'm they take a week. And process it mm. before they come back and respond to it. Mm. I thought that oh was very gosh. profound. I thought that was very mature. I thought that was very emotionally 
grounded of you mm. to know yourself mm. know that you, you because if you respond now you may respond irrationally mm-hmm. if you respond now to whatever the stimulus is you may respond illogically mm-hmm. so she mentioned that she takes a week hey this happened with her partner I, with her partner mm-hmm. this happened i don't want to address this for seven days see i and that reminds me of a conversation I just had with someone mm-hmm. because I think that that I feel like that's very introspective. That's awesome. Very. Here's the thing. I, I, I would ju- I think that the, the person, the other person, the 50%, they need to be okay with that too. Because Absolutely. I think what a lot of, a lot of times we hold like what we do and how we cope is gold, but we have to understand like in a partnership, yes, it's different. That's true. So even though this is, this is what would be best for me, what would be best for us. Yes. And for me, I was literally just having a conversation. I do process, but I process a little more quickly than seven days. Like I, I dated someone who was like that. Mm-hmm. I freaking hated it really i couldn't and again remember guys like this is me like i do have control issues too sometimes now listen guys it's not control like who are you talking to not that type of control but i liked a very controlled environment i like consistency i like patterns i like Mm. planning i like knowing everything that's going to happen in my day i didn't realize that wasn't normal I wake up and That's I common. constantly look at the clock and I'm like, da, 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 da. it's very, but I have friends who don't do that at all, who go with the flow. Most of my friends go with the flow. Probably water. I do not. Maybe so. But I am very structured in that way. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say that I like control. I like a controlled environment. And I am sometimes not okay with sitting on an issue for five days because not only does that build resentment, it's just, I don't think it's fair for me to be waiting in limbo for five days when I literally just, now we could come to a, like a happy medium, yeah. but that's what I need. But some people do do well with that. Yeah. And that's awesome. I, it's, I struggle with that. Yeah. I would, I mean, while I would respect that, again, if I was in partnership with that person, while I would respect that, mm-hmm. it would be, I would within my space as that 50 meeting them, I would be stewing. Yeah. I feel like it can really fester a lot of emotions and the person in the person who's waiting is going to be even more fired up while you're Mm -hmm. calm. and So I feel like there needs to be like a commonality. Like when I get mad, see, this is the thing. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that would be good for me. Um, so what they and you again is I'm you know I'm just I'm in I love this article so much. Yeah, um, go back to it. Let's see what, what else she, do we have. What she mentioned was that as people become collectively numb again, thinking of this in a situation or scenario where people are maybe not necessarily acknowledging, identifying that they are in a space of emotional numbness, mm-hmm. um, just emotional numbness in of itself. Again, as we kind of went through that, you guys, mm-hmm. um, emotional numbness, as, as she mentions in the article or the avoidance of emotional experiences is mm-hmm. a common logical response to repeated trauma. Say that again, emotional numbness mm-hmm. or the avoidance of emotional experiences, avoidance of emotional experiences is a common logical response to repeated trauma. 
So I want. So what? What experiences are you avoiding because of your trauma, guys? Could you guys think of something like while you're driving or listening? What would that be? That should be like our homework for all of us. Mm-hmm. What What commonalities do you find in some of the relationships that you find yourself coming again, coming to, where you're somewhat maybe even having some of those same roadblocks? Some of these people oh, are having yeah. or showing you some of the same scenarios, situations. You dated Gerard. And I don't know why it said Gerard. Gerard, that's so specific. It, it is, you know. You dated Gerard. Gerard is showing you some similarities to relationship that you had for three years mm-hmm. with Josh. Mm-hmm. And you realize that it's charting the same course. You uh. sever a relationship with Gerard. You meet Steven. You date Steven. You're seeing some commonalities uh. with Steven. You then separate from Steven and you... St- And so on and so forth. Like, what commonalities are you seeing? Because it's very, very possible that what you're finding is you're gravitating towards people who are avoiding some emotional experiences Mm -hmm. that they need to, that it would be beneficial to Mm -hmm. a relationship if they came to grips with. Right, right, right. That's, that's good. I'm trying to think. So would you say that you had any commonalities with all of yours? I do, but I want you to go first. Yes, God. I think I know what you're going to say. My, this is my thing, man. I, I <laughs> you know, you you know this, and a lot of people, do. you guys have heard of the Super Save Ho terminology reference. I'm just going to say it. I know now we got to put the big E because I said ho. I don't <laughs> oh care. Oh, my gosh. Because it's just a real thing, you know. In, in, in theory, it's just it's a real thing. For whatever reason... And I don't know if it's just because I'm an empath by nature. Explain um, to our audiences. Our audience. Our audiences. audiences. We got multiple audiences. Yes, across the worldwide, baby. Nationwide, worldwide. Yes. Here. Explain. Just Explain so just in what? In what in, makes, empath. Empath. So you have certain people who um, naturally will, for whatever reasons. I mean, it could, it could have so much to do with... For me, I guess I'll say this. Like, my mother was just a very loving human being, loving person. Like, she is a loving human being, loving person. Um, so even when somebody's going through something that they're experiencing, it may not be something that she exactly went through, but mm-hmm. as you hurt, as you're healing, as you're feeling, she feels with you. So mm-hmm. I would be... Empathy, I, empathetic. Empathetic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, as, as at a young age, like, someone who you know, lost a loved one or what have you. Mm-hmm. I at that at those ages I hadn't lost anybody, but you're hurting and I can feel what the I, I can assume what that feels like to share in that pain and I don't want you to do that. Mm-hmm. So I would and I do still now today. Um, when I meet people as they're going through certain things or they've had certain experiences, mm-hmm. like I can share in that understanding. Like you, you know, your significant other did you a certain way. Mm-hmm. I get that that sucks. You know, and I hate that you went through that. So I can feel that you were lamenting the, that connection, that yeah, companionship, yeah, yeah. you know, what have you. And or, you know, whatever. So the commonality with the commonality with the loss, you know, um, oh. and, and 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 with and with you and with us or somehow sharing that commonality, the loss, I want to help provide or be or or feel that void. So that you feel better, you know, and in you feeling better as I'm doing that, I feel gratified in that way because not because I'm I'm able to provide you something you haven't had, but this space that we occupy makes you happy 
you are happy. I care about you and your happiness. Thus, I'm connecting to you, and I, I feel connected to you and 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 being a part of your happiness. Hmm. I see. I get that. Yeah. So. And that's. I mean that that is. I think a really good example of the connection. Mm-hmm. Um. What and so what she mentioned within mm-hmm. that the next piece she said as people become, and I, this is was a good this was a good, you know, note for me. Um, as people become collectively numb to external stimuli, so as people become collectively, as we, as I'm numb to an external stimuli, something that's mm-hmm. happened, I'm ex- I'm just numb to that, not wanting to process that that which has happened, and you are ex- you've experienced something that you are not ready or in a position to process what has right, happened. Right. Um, as people become collectively numb to that external stimuli, it takes more for them to feel. Meaning their interactions mm-hmm. with people require a lot more intensity mm-hmm. to feel authentic. Right. Because did you guys hear that? So there's a desensitization there. Yes. Because of the trauma. So yes. they need to go like above and beyond to feel anything. Like if you love me. Yeah. You would do this. A, B, and C. Because be- the way that you feel that you love me may not be enough. Right, right. And again, it goes back to that whole being comfortable and into bonding over that trauma. Mm-hmm. So ooh, that's actually very profound of this the late. Oh, gosh, I, we got to get her name again. But this is she, Madame Noir. Uh, she, this but article, very man. profound. Yeah. But I mean, if you really think about it in all actuality, <laughs> I'll give that example. But I'm sorry. If you think about it. Oh, that's she my slipper. Kicking me. Sorry. That was my slipper. What's, okay. So if you think about it, like. The amount of desensitization that you must experience is probably overwhelming. If a regular, loving, healthy relationship seems underwhelming to Mm. you, how much trauma do we need to unpack there if that's how it feels to us? Please say that again. We have to <laughs> literally. You really want me to? I mean, okay, it's, I can. It's, it's, it's just, but it's just okay. the amount. But no, seriously, like the amount of desensitization. So you know, hey, whoa, why? Whoa, what's going on? Some people like don't know how to handle a, a healthy relationship. A healthy relationship that's trusting. You know, mm-hmm. they don't. They don't necessarily know what that feels like or looks like uh, with a it's, man. Let's it say a man. Foreign. It, it becomes foreign. foreign. Um, um, like a man who doesn't hit you. Whoa, right. what, you don't love me. I mean, it, it could go that deep, you guys. Um, so I think that's very, very important. How do we become less desensitized? Our favorite phrase, you have to unpack the trauma and what that means to you. I don't know. Maybe a therapist, maybe a pastor, a rabbi, um, whatever you need to do that. But remember, like even the example that I gave in kindergarten, little things like that really can have an effect and we just don't know it. Yeah. So it is, it, this is something that I think should be forever it should always be ongoing. No one is perfect. No one is going to have it all together. So this is something that is ongoing. It's perpetual to be introspective. We have to we be. have to be introspective. We have to be because guess what? I ain't trying to match anybody's trauma, okay? I want a healthy relationship. And I had to come to grips 
um, with myself, why do I always seek to be the helper? Is it because I don't want to necessarily focus on my mm. own stuff? That's real because mm. I feel like a lot of us do that as helpers. We are so... We are so involved in other people's lives and in, in trying to help them that it's easier to fo- focus on people and not and focus on own. yourself, yeah. uh, not your own self-worth. That's easy to do. Yeah. But how easy is it for us to step away from a situation and really, really delve into ourselves? That's not easy. Mm-hmm. And even thinking of and being someone who has experienced um, some emotional some emotional trauma um or some 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 emotional trauma you start to look at other individuals you know experiences or what have you and see certain things that you deem red flags yes right you know, oh so god like, can we oh, just talk about red flags red real quick? flags red flags i know and we're not as we're not it's only hour 15 i mean y'all had an hour 30 y'all hung with us last week so we can do a little we can go a little over but let's talk about red flags real quick because we have all listen y'all including us mm. we have all been guilty of ignoring red flags you know why the p word potential mm-hmm. oh but but listen we have to stop doing that because sometimes hey sometimes it may work out but a lot of times it doesn't yep very true very true what would you say your biggest red flag is going forward oh your this, biggest i one. mean this is it this is it like <laughs> i mean everything yeah. that we're talking about is the red what like not having resolved trauma or not, what uh, having or being in a space where you have not come to a understanding of how you manage your trauma I'll say that again being in a space or not coming to a place where you have learned how to manage your trauma my expectation is not that you come with no baggage yeah that yeah. is that's not I'm, I'm, I'm a realist mm-hmm. we all come with something yes of course but of course i and i hope and i desire that my partner would come to me with whatever baggage that they have but saying hey look this is my baggage that i'm managing <laughs> yeah my expectation is not for you to manage my shit mm-hmm. this is my stuff that i'm managing now if you just so happen to have something that's beneficial to helping through this process, then so be it. I, we are welcome. You're all, all arms are, you know, whatever you have is, is here to help. But my expectation is not that you come with none. So what's a sm- So can you give our listeners a specific example of like a red flag? So is it, how could you, well, do you think you would be able to recognize, how would that manifest with someone who has not resolved some of the issues from their past? Um, what would that look like? For you, I think that what I think that what that would look like for me, and if you think about it from the beginning, let's say you meet, let's say I meet Stacy. Uh huh. Um, that's so weird because my aunt's name is Stacy. Is it hey Aunt Stacy? Hey Auntie. Hey Auntie. She probably is listening to you. <laughs> hey. That's my favorite. Now. That's my dog. Uh. Um, let's say I meet Stacy, and as I meet Stacy, you know, we're talking about, you know, hey, where are you from? What's your favorite color? What you like? You know, all that dumb stuff you uh-huh. do when you first meet people. Hey, I um, like that type of that's stuff. A, that's just stupid. So. We meet and we're talking, what have you, but then as we get into talking about, you know, different friendships that we have with people, you know, um, and I say, hey, well, you know, what do you got planned for this weekend? Ah, nothing really. What do you have planned? Well, I'm going to go grab a drink with Muffy, you mm-hmm. know, do a if I real, If I recognize that her response and the energy that she's putting to her response of <laughs> hearing that I'm going to grab drinks with Muffy is so uncommon to how I would how I would expect somebody to respond uh-huh. 
that's a red flag. Whatever yeah. her reason is, true to herself and true to her truth or what have you, mm-hmm. that is something that we need to understand because why do you have this heightened level of emotion response mm. to me saying that I'm just grabbing a drink with a good friend? Mm. Is your expectation <laughs> that I do not? Mm. What do you have problems with people who grab drinks with people of the opposite sex? Mm. That's, that's a whole other pot, that's isn't it? That's a whole, that's two whole They other went pots. in our live. Remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah, we did yeah, a live yeah, on yeah. that. We, like yeah, we booze. know. Yeah, work booze and all yeah. of that. So, okay, so just basically like her reaction, like a, um, a visceral reaction to maybe like your female friendships would be a red flag for you. Absolutely. Like, yo, ignore it. Because I need you to be, I, I mean, I have deep, close female friendships that are genuine, yeah. true female friendships. This is true. This and is true. I need you to be confident and comfortable within yourself, equally than confident and comfortable within our relationship, whatever capacity that is. That that does not show itself to be problematic for yeah. you. Yeah, and like, that, I think that's a. I think I don't want to like put them in order of importance, but that I know for sure, personally, that is very important to you. Absolutely, that is like huge for you. That's like nope, 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 nope. That's like huge deal breaker, huge. red flag. Uh, for me, I would say, hmm, a red flag for me. Uh, yeah. Anything that lets me know that a man is not secure in himself. Yeah, I'm you done. do not like insecurity. You do not I'm like done. insecure men. I don't. And I'm not even talking about you guys. Like, oh, hey, I wish I had a six pet. Not, I'm talking no. about the deep rooted insecurities where it comes out in fear of just, I don't know. But I can't. I need that, a man who is not comfortable in his own skin. Mm-hmm. I I can't do that because what ha- what what ends up happening to me I end up um, just seeding too much into that energy mm-hmm. and, and losing yourself. myself. Yep. Yep. And uh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, no. It's not worth it. So that's a huge red flag. And you know what that comes out in? Sometimes you guys, that may that may come out in a compliment. Oh wow, you have everything together. Oh, mm-hmm. like that's the, you got to listen for that stuff, guys. Because sometimes passive, it's it's hidden. Very passive. Yes, yeah. it's hidden. It's not always like, oh my god, I can't. You're just to know. It can come out in very subtle ways. So look out for that. Yes, because then you get the okie dog. But anyway, What's, yeah, go ahead. You want to wrap up the? Yeah, well, she just I guess in wrapping up, just something to mm-hmm. think about. Um, think about this, everybody. Like, think about how think about what mm. she's mentioning. As I mentioned, she says, mm. while others might view someone's unaddressed. Tra- Trauma as a red flag. Mm. A similarly traumatized person would see the potential risks as being worth the camaraderie that comes with them. To a person enduring ongoing trauma, someone can help them cope and survive is is far more important in the moment than someone who can help them heal. Help them heal. See, y'all hear that? Mic drop. Mic drop. But so... Listen, it's more comfortable for someone who has unresolved trauma, unresolved experiences, very, very bad. Let's just make it plain. Bad experiences. This other person had a bad experience. Yo, it's more comfortable for this person who had that same bad experience because he knows me. It's comfortable to wallow in our own sadness sometimes. Someone who could understand that instead of just being temporarily uncomfortable with someone who can stretch us. Yes. And it's the temporary comfort for long-term discomfort. It doesn't really make sense when you put it in that type of context, mm-hmm. but it's very easy. And we operate and function inefficiently too long within that space of comfort. Yes, yes. So I 
think we should all have a homework assignment. And I think it should for sure. I need to really think about, if any, what my shared trauma was mm-hmm. in my relationships. I think we should do that. Um, I think that would be good for anybody in relationship, you know, with your partner. If this is if these are not things that you've already discussed, so I guess I'm speaking to the, our population who are in relationships and or marriages. And if you haven't had these conversations, really sit down with yourself, position it to your partner. Write down three things that you've experience that have been emotionally traumatic for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um peel something back the layers you know peel back the layers mm-hmm. maybe you've already talked about some of your emotional trauma and some of the greater you know or or some of the emotional trauma that you had that had the most mm-hmm. you know, i guess gr- level of gravity what have you mm-hmm. but write down three others right write down right i think that's good definitely do that um write down the traumas that you may have and maybe even how you've coped with them yes. or maybe you haven't yeah because i think that's the big thing because i think the commonality that we all have we've all experienced in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. but i think what varies is if and how and when we should or have dealt with them yes and that can be pretty profound and sometimes you have to think about that experience that you didn't think was that big of a deal right sometimes it starts with looking at patterns when you have things written down you can see the patterns Mm -hmm. you know and so it's it's a very it's very very worth it to me so that's why i think we should do all of us just to kind of see and then the commonalities like our relationship patterns that's all but i you know that i say that all the time but the patterns but i think that's good should we in there i think that's good yay 122 so we're not as long well just two minutes shy of our last one but yeah so let us know what you think absolutely um you want to close out sure um as you all know if you don't know for some of our newer newcomers but Mm -hmm. um if you know anything if you want to see my beautiful black baby boy. Oh my god! I he's can't getting so even big and so handsome. Oh my god, that's my dude, man. Oh, he's but, so juicy too. I love him. He's yeah, so cute. Man. But yeah, if you want to see like pictures or different things, different posts, mm-hmm. um, again, my stories are somewhat interesting. But um, a lot of that, my my equally from my Instagram handle, you can access my blog. But Instagram inspired underscore by underscore greatness. Um, but you can also access the blog. Uh, with some of my work again, Watchtower, the most the newest piece um, to be placed into the book, what the heart hears. Mm-hmm. Um, revolutionarilydreaming.blogspot.com. Check uh-huh. me out, like, follow. Tell me what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, as we wrap up, Muffy Bradshaw. Um, on all just yeah, on all social everything. media, yeah, Muffy Brass yeah, on everything. Yep, yep, yep. And don't forget, guys, we're on episode twenty. Congratulations 20. to us. Yes, sir. Yes, Y'all sir. hear that yes, high sir. five? Um, I'm so excited. So head over to SoundCloud and listen because you can listen to all of our episodes there. And I think that's it. Thank you. I don't think we have anything else to say. Follow us and you made it. That's it. You hope, well, I hope they had a good drive if they were driving. I hope you drove safe. Don't I hope you did. And, and I hope that we kept you company wherever you are. And we will talk to you guys very, very soon. Bye.